Hello, welcome to episode 10 of the One Life Church podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but also things that we think could relate to you in your one and only life. And ultimately, we just want to help create a conversation. Uh, my name's Sarah, and I'm joined, as always, by our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Thank you, Sarah. You, you warned me it was coming, but I didn't I didn't have I didn't really give you anything. I still didn't come up with yeah. anything to, to say. We so, should, you oh, should come up with like a tagline to say every I time. I really do. That, exactly. Yeah. Every time. That sounds very That's what all and, the, the good yeah. podcasts do, I think. Okay. Um, and today, Brett and I are joined by Dan Sullivan, and we're pretty excited to hang out with Dan today. It's going to be fun. I'm excited, too. I was trying to have no gap because it always catches you off guard. I wanted <laughs> to be like right on it. And, and I threw like another word in there. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and Dan, um, I would love for you to kind of just start out telling us a little bit about who you are. Uh, my name is Dan Sullivan, and my name comes up around here because I write the daily Bible reading most weekdays for the website and the app. And um, But I'm not seen very much on Sunday because I'm a fill-in preacher somewhere else until they find somebody else. And I lead a Friday morning men's group at West where we sometimes eat donuts and usually talk about the Bible. Usually and talk about the Bible. <laughs> most of the time. Okay. And I live in downtown Evansville with my wife and five kids, and we have a party. And how long have you been doing the daily Bible reading? It's been a while. I think two or three years. Oh, my goodness. Uh, two or three years, like, and it was pretty consistent five days a week for most of those two or three years. Yes. You know, you know, I've had my seasons. Right. Well, I'm, you deserve uh, it, though. Slacking off. <laughs> it's okay. But, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah, that, it's pretty amazing. We should all just be giving rounds of applause out there somewhere. You oh, know, that, right. Seriously, I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, Thanks. amazing accomplishment. They, we just need to collect it all up and publish the book. Yeah. It's all I think, out there. I think, I it is. It's on the interwebs. And I do have to highlight that Dan's helped me multiple times when uh, we just launched a new website. And I uh, met with Dan, Matt Bravel, and I met with him one day and talked about some moving things over. And he was very helpful with that. So we made sure we got all this content that we needed to move over to move over. So it didn't go away. So we still have all the blogs that Dan's posted and um, all the blogs that people have posted over the years. So yeah. Dan's which brings up, Yeah, which brings up you didn't mention what you do for a living in your little intro there. I'm a web developer, SEO, content marketer at Lieberman Technologies. Yeah, I just knew what web developer job. meant, but uh, yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> I got to get SEO in thing. there so that when somebody searches for SEO, they find this podcast. Oh, oh is that right? I'm okay. just keywording yeah, all over the place. Yeah. All right, good. You can manipulate that through. And we could, all right, that's how good. Did, to hear. How did you learn some of that stuff, Dan? Like uh, trial and error and working with some really, really smart people mm. that showed me how to do it, trained me how to do it, and then set me set me loose on a path to so that wasn't like a formal education thing for you no. it was just kind of a I, I picked this up while i was uh, goofing off with my computer um, my job did not exist my career did not exist when i graduated from college so it's not something i could have majored in oh okay uh, but you just kind of were doing it on the weekends and now you do it for a living that's, yep that's, yep that's it pretty pretty impressive as far as self-taught guy one of those weird things to just sit in your mind to think about like a job that didn't exist you know not too long ago like and now it's not only something that does exist but something very sought after I mean a lot of um, students are going for things like that and learning more and more and more because it's so important for every business yeah and old guys like me got to stay ahead of all those 
people majoring in it in college, right? Old guys like you. That's kind of a scary thought because I've known you. Dan since the college days. <laughs> and so that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to think that way now, isn't it? We're, we're the old guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Dan, in that sense, as we're talking about Bible engagement during the whole, uh, the whole series called Shadows, and uh, we are talking about the Old Testament, but our underlying goal for our church is that people would engage um, personally with Scripture. So in that sense, are you also self-taught, if you will, or do you have any formal uh, education background in Bible? Uh, no. I was an English major in college, English literature. I was a religion minor, which a religion, a religion minor? minor at a public university gets kind of weird. <laughs> so when the only thing left was like Sanskrit culture, I dropped that minor Okay, okay. moved on. Yeah. And um, no, I was uh, part of a group of guys you know, from back in the BTO days. And one day we said, hey, what if we didn't talk about movies? We didn't talk about our jobs. What if whenever we hung out, we talked about the Bible? And if we didn't have anything to talk about, we just sat there and read the Bible until we had something to talk about. Really? That's so, a, now, I knew that group existed, but I didn't know what the groundwork was. and how That was kind of the, pretty much the turning point. Uh, okay. So, you know, yeah. there's times I'm out in the backyard chopping logs because I got to get chores done. But Andy Grease is sitting there on a bench with Hebrews, just reading Hebrews out loud. <laughs> and all of a sudden we get to a thing. We're like, wait, 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 what did it just say? And right. then wood chopping stops and we're talking about Hebrews. Oh my goodness. So See, wow. a lot of time like that. Yeah, that's a that's a great that's just a great way to jump in. And you guys just decided that you're all sitting around yeah. one yeah. day. And uh, was that originally your idea? Do you remember who? It was? I don't remember who. I won't take credit for it. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> no, um, I was trying to give you. Yeah, credit, we but. just there was just so much so much rich stuff in the Bible, and we were all uh, fresh out of college, but really kind of in spiritual puberty of just growing so fast right. and so out of control. We wanted to learn so much, so we just spent as much time in the Bible as we could. Talking wow. about it. We had a, a couple podcasts ago, you made some comment about heresy, and I started laughing. We had a heresy ball at my house. <laughs> right. And if you spoke heresy, you'd get nailed. <laughs> and it was like, throw it first, and then, well, and then the explain ball, later. What kind of ball are we talking about? Like it baseball? might have been a tennis okay, ball or a super pink. A heresy ball. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Good. You had to watch out. See, already we've got <laughs> just the outlines for a great way to start engaging the, uh, the Bible with oh, your yeah. friends. Right That's there. Right. Set the rule. We can only talk about the Bible. So if you don't have anything to talk about. Right, right. You're not going to complain about that. your job. Yeah. You're not going to whine about how single you are. Yeah. Let's talk about the Bible. <laughs> and for yeah. a bunch of guys fresh out of college, that was, that was really what we needed well, a that's lot. It. Yeah, that's so. right. Well, and if this whole, like, you know, SEO thing doesn't work out, I mean, you could totally sell those heresy balls and make a living. <laughs> the heresy People ball. People buy those. Right. That's right. Yeah. Babylon B would advertise you got to be ready to defend yourself, yeah. though. If you throw it, you got to be ready to explain right. why you threw it. But Now, if you're all just learning, it would have been interesting to see what was considered heresy versus what was not. Yeah. You know, who's the referee here? That's uh, true. Because you it might. It was all self-governed. Yeah, so. you might get hit by the ball and go, wait a minute, you know, you're. The one that hit me with the ball is actually the real heretic. It's so, true. Yeah, that's but that is. It's a great way to step in. I'm it was a impressed. lot of fun. Then yeah. just ask questions and plumb stuff and figure out how to use a concordance. You know, one day somebody shows up with a concordance. We're like, what the heck is this thing? Right. And uh, <laughs> just start looking up all the references of the in the Bible, <laughs> all the references it's of a long uh, journey. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's all. Just that's learning together. You know, I mean. Reading the Bible in community, being able to talk it through, being able to say, I don't know what this means or this part's weird. Why are we, you know, yeah. name a verse? And then it's like, wow, 
you know, nobody else read that before. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that that helps a whole lot, I would think. And and so, and now you said you're a, um, how'd you describe your preaching gig that you have going on right now? I'm a permanent fill-in preacher. A permanent fill-in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to replace me. (laughs) About once a quarter, I say, you guys need to find a real pastor. And they're like, we love you so much. Oh, that's that's good. Is it okay to say where it is or you can disguise a name? No, yeah, it's good. It's Westminster Church up on the west side up by Harmony Inn at, yeah. uh, I don't know, Harmony Way and right. Mount Vernon Road. It's a daycare. Everybody knows it from the yeah. day. It's a daycare with a church on it. Oh, it's a da- okay. It's All like right, the okay. place that Westsiders want to get into, for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it, is I don't is have it, kids, but I know a lot of people daycare. who do. Yeah. Yes. The daycare. Big <laughs> yeah. time. But we can make where they, they want to get into the church. What oh. time are the services on Sunday? 1030. Okay, you heard it right there. Yeah. Go, go, see, go see Dan it's at 1030. It's a fun time. Little bitty. We sing hymns. And uh, total... I mean, you used to be Presbyterian, and they're pretty much still act Presbyterian. <laughs> I'm not going to explore what that means exactly if they act Presbyterian. You know, you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are, and you That's know what right. I mean. Look at the okay. camera. It's great. Now, so, so, but, but that started you, and so you guys did that have roughly how long of a period of your life? Uh, one year, two years? Yeah. Less? Maybe, maybe three. Maybe three years. Maybe three years. Okay. I'm thinking like 96 to 99, 2000 range. Now, so when you, and you guys decided this, you felt like you were pretty much of a novice and you started uh, going in. Was there a particular study uh, that really engaged your mind that uh, sort of fanned the flame of that, that you remember going into? And I, I'm going to say no, and I think almost deliberately no, because different people were interested in different studies. Okay. Like we had... We had um, we had a Wesleyan guy, you know. We had we had uh, people that had grown up Catholic. There were there were Pentecostal people there, all guys really, and um, and so they all had these different backgrounds. A bunch of them grew up in the church, but just didn't really know how to really wrestle with Jesus right. and to know what he's talking about and know what he's saying, you know, in the Gospels or even anywhere else. So um, so people had different studies. Right. Okay. And so people would read this book, bring this thing to the table, say, Hey, I read Brandon Manning and he said this. Then somebody else is like, well, I read, you know, Max Lucado and he says this, and then, you know, throw it all together. Yeah, that's why I was wondering who refereed the heresy ball thing there because you know, Pentecostal Catholics. <laughs> totally, and totally okay. self-governed. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let me let me ask it this way then. Was there, do you remember certain key thoughts that came up in those discussions that sort of put you in a different place? Like oh, aha yeah. moments. Like I remember one of the best Bible studies I ever did in my life was with a small group of people. It was just couples. And we got together and we just decided to study the book of Romans. Hmm. And we just named it off. We're going to do Romans. Yeah. And and it was all almost like a contest to see who could learn the most, who could dig in the most, who could buy the most commentaries. I see. We got into yeah. it in a deep, deep way. But that one was one of those, it, it, it kind of moved the needle in my life, so to speak, on understanding of grace and understanding of yeah. all the things that Roman brings uh, that I'd never had before. And I'd already been to college for it as well. So that's yeah. what I'm asking. Like, was there a thought or a discussion or a particular thing that you remember rolling through that group that was real? Yeah. I'm imagining these guys watching this video <laughs> and they're all, we're going to let them know it's and on. And they're all yeah, shouting James. Uh, oh, and really? They're okay. All like, Come okay. On, I knew it was in there somewhere. James. 
and the whole balance between grace and works right. and how much do you have to do and how much don't you have to do and, and how much is uh, grace covered. And so you have this Romans, James um, conflict that, I mean, we'd be studying first Timothy and all of a sudden James would come up and Romans would come up and clash, <laughs> go on and on. See my study, we didn't yeah. follow it with James. We just left it at Romans. And I think we yeah. just stopped altogether. You yeah. know, so leave yeah. it at that. So, so that was like the ongoing erupting. Oh yeah. Discussion Works and that, grace was the, the, the pinnacle argument Really? Okay. Of, of our discussions. And and it might have been just where the just that nervousness that you kind of get the first time you realize you really are saved completely, that all of your sins are are forgiven forever, and right. that that's what the grace is. You know, and then it's like, oh my gosh, what if this is true? You know, what what does this mean? Yeah. And then, you know, a few months later you have that, oh my gosh, what if what if my faith brings about my love for Jesus brings about works that I have to do. Like not half like obligated, but right. if I don't, I'm going to explode. I'm going to die. I got to right. do this. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, wait, it is works. Oh, but those works came about by the grace, and, you know, and then the whole fight starts all over again. <laughs> was there ever a clear winner? Was it you or was it? I kicked everybody out and got <laughs> married. That, uh, I think that's how <laughs> that I win. You <laughs> met somebody that was the end of that, declared a... Win by default. Out that's of here. good. No, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so we, we covered a lot of different things. Um, and But I think James James repeatedly came up. And then even now, I mean, 20 years later, every once in a while, one of those guys, which it's really fun how many of those guys are now in ministry doing, I mean, missionaries. Because I know some of the Pastors, guys, yeah. youth leaders, I mean, whatever they are. And when James comes up again, we still have conversations. We're like, man, remember this? Oh, gosh. That's right. Anybody change their position yet? That's Is right. It, no, not yet. <laughs> I like that you brought up Andy's name. And um, if anybody was at One Life this past Sunday, he was on the screen dressed up for Big Deal Theater, and Andy's pretty crazy. He's a pretty funny guy. He really is. That's yeah. right. What's the character's name again? I always uh, forget. Phil in Orange. Phil, Phil in Orange. Orange. Yeah. That's right. I, I remember thinking because the, the video itself doesn't set up any context at all. It just kind of starts saying it. It's just, and the, it's yeah, just and out And he was there, crazy. and so if you were a guest yeah. or something, like, I don't I don't know what that just meant, what I just saw. Yeah, I tell my so. kids I went to seminary with Phil in Orange. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, you got so, some cred there. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> So you you were able to write the daily Bible reading. I mean, each day again, that that really is impressive for the, especially for those of us who have ever wrestled with just trying to read the Bible for five minutes a day, uh, just to get in there and kind of look at it and then go on about their business. Um, what do you attribute that to? I mean, are you just a very disciplined person, or were you so anxious to do it that you uh, it, it was easy for you, or was it somewhere there in between? All right. We just got to say right now, I am not a disciplined person. Okay. Well, that's, glad to hear that. That's it right. is no, there is no like, man, Dan does such a good job. Sarah knows because she sees what times those things get published <laughs> all over the chart, right? Right. Um, but I, so my midway through the day on a Saturday, my wife can be like, you haven't read the Bible today yet, have you? I'm like, I haven't. She's like, why don't you take 15 minutes? Um, cause it, it is a necessary part of my day 
to and so spend your that wife time. can tell like if if you haven't read I'm it just like you're, you're just yeah. wearing... <laughs> i'm just not i'm not the man that i need to be okay i'm not the dad i'm not and the your dad mom, that i need your to wife's be. automatically go read some bible She's just like, do that right now what's yeah. up did you not get coffee did you not get sleep oh you didn't read your bible uh-huh okay. Get, okay. yeah um it's just it's just become probably um i think i became a morning person when my first son was born right <laughs> And it was like, you go to bed as soon as you can because you value the sleep, right? Because right? Yeah. you know you're going to be getting up during the night. But then if when he starts sleeping, now I've got all the sleep so I can get up early and nothing's going on in the world and I can read my Bible. And, um, and then the, I think the writing part of it, this guy, I, I used to work at a church and I was technical director and I had all these volunteers. And this one guy came to me and he says, hey, what's open and closed communion? And how's confession working? What's sprinkle baptism versus immersion baptism? All these you know, tongues, all these issues. And I was like, dude, I don't know. But let's just read the Bible, and it'll all come up. So we would meet at IHOP at 10 o'clock on Monday nights, 11, 11 o'clock on Monday nights, 11 to 1, and we'd go chapter by chapter. And he would show up with three pages of untitled.txt, Oh my gosh. Of written notes. And they weren't even saved, right? He's right. just writing all of his thoughts down. I was like, what is that? He's like, I'm just writing down all my thoughts. So then, I mean, since I'm like the authority here, I better keep up with him. So I start writing everything. And he actually got me to writing out my Bible study. And then when I got to a point where if I can write a paragraph about what I read this morning, I know I read it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You know how you like sometimes yeah. you read and all of a sudden you get sure. to the bottom and you're like, well, I know what I'm eating for lunch today, but I have no idea what I just <laughs> yeah, read. Exactly. Yeah. Because I just didn't go deep enough. Right. You know, so if I can read enough that I can write a paragraph about it, then I know I've read enough. So okay. that started. So you were already doing that a long before, time ago. Okay. So that was before Not you were asked to do the, the yeah. daily Bible reading though, but right. the habit of writing it out as a. Yeah, to really think it through and think it out. And, and, uh, you know, I was I was overseas for two years and and pretty isolated from the church doing relief work. And um, so I had to kind of do that self pastoral care, self educating thing. And then it became more of a regimen of I got to be in the Bible every day if I'm going to be telling people about the Bible. And so that's where it became a little bit more accountable that, I you know, I got to fill this page with thoughts about the scripture by the end of the day. And then, um, and then back here, you know, the daily Bible reading at some point was hanging in the balance. Are we going to keep doing it or we're not going to keep doing it? And I had been a little bit off my game of daily, you know, reading it enough to write something down. And so I said, Austin, I was like, okay, can you give me a chance? Can I try it? Can I try to do it? And I think it was, there was some, it was a video. We were doing the video series at right. that point. And I think it was like, okay, I've got like two weeks head start to get a jump on things. Right. And, um, and then I've been doing that ever since. So, so yeah, read until I've got a paragraph or so. And then once I get that paragraph down, I mean, sometimes you'll read it and you'll be like, dude could not stop. And it's, it's longer. Sometimes yeah, it's shorter. It just well, and again, that's that's another just practical thing because one of my passions is to help people move from that 
uh, I'm either intimidated by it or I'm not interested in it or I just get into it and I figure mm-hmm. out what I'm eating for lunch, but I don't know what I read. Any mechanisms that have yeah. been, because usually if you dig around with people, most that have arrived there, it's not anything magical. It's just a, right. you guys decided to do conversations and then you decided to write something down. And so it wasn't, uh, there's nothing essentially special about any of that, but it was just right. acted on and it took you into a different place. And the rewards are amazing when you really think oh, about yeah. it. Uh, had my, uh, we were talking about Abraham, the story of Isaac and, and his, his sacrifice. And uh, my brother sent me a text and actually complimented me on a, my older brother did compliment me on a sermon. That's oh, wow. just, just nice. my little insider thing there. It was, it was good to get one you know, up there, but, but he reminded me that my dad said that, because uh, he was a lifetime Bible reader, reader studied it from uh, cover to cover. But a lot of it, he was, as a believer, but he also said, I think a lot of people who don't read the Bible are depriving themselves of something that's just so interesting. It hmm. really, really, really is. And my brother kind of chimed in and said, and remember the word interesting means engages your mind. Hmm. Like you can actually, like you're writing up, like I said, sometimes you can just keep going. Like I'm seeing something yeah. that's just, I can plumb the depths of. And so I'm hoping anybody that's listening would be kind of unafraid to try something that if you think writing it down, I don't have the patience to write it down. So that's yeah. not for me, uh, but uh, it was for you. So in your course of your studies and now you're, you're preaching, you know, and it looks like an ongoing gig or whatever. Is there, maybe it's James, is there a favorite place or area or if you if you had to, it's 66 books, you know, it's the old, you know, you're on a desert island, you can only pick one of them. Is there a place? What is it? You're, you're nodding confidently. Numbers. No, you know, you're putting me on because you're, you're trying to sound. <laughs> I knew it. You're trying to sound. I knew you would trying believe to sound me. Cool. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not possible. I just Man, know you well enough to go. I'm telling it you. It could be. The book of Numbers yeah. is just You are like, really saying that? It's amazing. Yeah, that's what you're going to go on. It will say. blow yeah. your mind, yeah. the book of Numbers. Yeah. The book of Numbers. Okay. Well, Uh-oh. <laughs> don't make me hit the mic. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. The book of Numbers, um, I preached through the book of Numbers maybe a year ago. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I love this book. I love what happens. Just talking about the shadows, the the yeah. pictures of Christ, uh, the pictures of loving your enemies and being patient with them and doing good to them happens over and over in numbers. Interesting. In the craziest ways. Because I, I was going to ask, what, what's, okay, mm-hmm. you got to talk about it because... The, the numbers thing, because yeah. those of us who have, you know, started at Genesis and walked through Leviticus, if we make it through, yeah. it can be a little discouraging when numbers you hit next, because there are a lot of actual numbers and it's not poorly named. Right, it's, right. It is the book so, of numbers. It, it, yeah. So, so you're in there. What, the book what of the numbers, the numbers happen and right. that's there. But right. between those numbers are some events that go on where, um, you know, the book of Leviticus, the Levitical priesthood is established. Here's how you guys are going to do it. Here's, you know, don't eat shellfish. Here's how to wash an open wound, blah, blah, blah. Numbers is where it goes into action. Right. And where it actually, you have to do it. So, um, oh, man, I don't want to take all your time. Okay. It's your time, Dan. All right. You're the guest. This is your podcast. Okay, one little bit. All right. So um, everybody grumbles against Moses and Aaron. Who made you boss? Any of us, any of us should can go. There's nothing special about you guys. Any of us can do this. And... Moses is like, God, they're saying this, and I know it's not right. I don't, what, what do I do? And God's like, well, just tell all of them to bring their incense burners to the door of the tent tomorrow, and we'll just see who's worthy and who isn't. 
total trap, okay? If God says, come on over, we'll see who's worthy, don't go. <laughs> or <laughs> repent. Still go. Yeah, just right. repent. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, the next day, these guys, it's the sons of Korah. And uh, so they show up. Two of them stay home. They're like, we don't even have to show up to show you that we're just as important as you. We'll stay at our house. And um, Aaron says, okay, everybody, start your fire. You know, and they all light their incense. And fire comes out from the tent of the Lord, burns up all the sons of Korah, and uh, just trashes them all. And it's just this terrible thing. And then, um, and then Moses, the word gets that these two people stayed back at their tent you know, they don't even have to show up. Moses goes to them and he looks at them and he's like, hey, everybody, uh, step away. If, if you guys die a normal death, then God didn't send me. And the ground opens up, swallows them a whole, <laughs> just melts the whole thing. And they go back and all the people are like, whoa, Moses and Aaron, they are it. This is just like the triumphal entry, Okay. Moses and Aaron, you guys are awesome. Hosanna, Hosanna in the high. They don't say Hosanna on the highest, yeah. but they're excited about Moses and Aaron. Aaron goes back. It says he separated the, the guts from the metal pieces because, because that metal is still holy. It's still holy to the Lord because it was an incense burner, even though these guys weren't worthy to do it. And, um, and they end up making that the cover of the altar, by the way, so he would always be reminded of that. But what happens the next day? Crucify him, crucify him. No. They all say, why do we have to listen to you guys? You guys are just, well, you aren't special. And Moses and Aaron are like, you guys, yesterday the ground <laughs> opened up. Come on. And, um, and a fire, it says a fire or a plague came, broke out from the Lord. And the Lord's just like, I'm going to wipe these people out and start over with you, Moses. And um, Moses and Aaron are down on their faces, and they're, they're seeking God's mercy. They're like, Lord, forgive these people. Forgive us. Have mercy on us. And this fire has broken out. And it doesn't say God told Moses to do this. But Moses tells Aaron, go get holy fire and run towards the plague and stop it. And so you have all these people who have rebelled against God, who have grumbled against Moses and Aaron, running for their lives from the fire of judgment. And then you have Aaron running, holy fire in hand by the incense, running against all of them straight into the wrath of God, okay? Right. He gets there. It says that he stood up and he's holding this here. People are bursting into flames and dying in front of him, and it stops with him. And it says in Numbers, he became the line between life and death for those people. And that is Jesus, right? Right. And so you can just imagine screaming, the yelling, the pain, the, the terror, the fear, and all of a sudden it stops and he's just standing there because <sighs> the faster he runs, the more people he saves, the, the quicker he gets to that wrath. And, you know, Jesus didn't slow down. He carried that cross. He carried it all the way up. He could have died when he got whipped. He could have died in an insurgence against the Romans. He ran all the way to the cross and died at just the right time of day even. And um, so then there's Aaron. And you just imagine all the hush comes over everything and everybody looks and they're like, wow, he is special. He is chosen by God. He didn't have to do that. Right. But what an act of loving your enemy. I mean, every single one of those people is grumbling against him and hating him. 
All right, so you got me started. So that. <laughs> wow. Numbers. See, that's what I was trying to do is get you started. So oh, it gosh. is numbers. It is legit. It is legit. That's only one. You got the thing. snake on a pole in numbers. Yeah. You've got the water. We're doing that rock. when they're in shadows, by the way. Rock. Yeah water yeah, the thing rock, the, water, the, the rock water thing that's yes. exactly true that's true there is a lot of great stuff in there and, yeah. I, and i've and i've heard um uh, i've heard it taught through that also when with the specifics that we don't realize with the numbers and the design of the camp and, and a lot of times we, we feel yes. like very tedious people who have stopped and said okay what would this have looked like because it's so well described mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. could build it basically right and that's fascinating in itself and one guy makes the case that their camp would have looked like a giant cross out on the desert yeah uh, that if you do the math and you kind of design it uh, you would have seen what the giant, uh, that's that's right that's true that's right you can look it up I think it's in numbers two. I don't no, don't quote me on that. But don't the, look at me. That's right. Numbers no, I've heard here. that. Said, yeah, that's right. They said, but it's you, true. You, yeah. I've I've read that same thing. Yeah, know. there's yeah, that's uh, and and I went because when I heard it, I reacted the same thing, the same way you did, and then I went and looked at it and I saw. Yeah, I think I I can see how that works. Yep. It's fascinating. There is so. Um, I think it was two weeks ago. All scriptures God breathed and useful yeah. for training and instruction and righteousness. And so you read all that stuff in numbers, and you're just like, who cares where they camped? Yeah. And that's one of those, and I think I wrote it one day in the Daily Bible reading. It's like, okay, if that doesn't mean anything to me, I'm missing something. Exactly, yeah. So what am I missing? Do I need to read it 17 times? Do I need to get a big old study Bible with a whole bunch of footnotes? Yeah. Uh, do I need to listen to some weirdos on YouTube explain it to me? What? How can I engage with this to figure out what this thing that seems meaningless really means. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, all the 12 tribes were laid out like a cross <laughs> in the wilderness. Right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Well, and and that's a great springboard passage to always remember that mm -hmm. all scripture is God breathed and is useful. So if you're not seeing it there, the problem's on your end. Uh, right. Kind of thing. So and God there's no judgment on it. Oh, exactly. Sure. There's no judgment on it. Yeah. And it's not... Um, I mean, that's the other thing that I, I also come back to because I, I deal with a lot. Um, I'm around a lot of non-intellectual, non-educated folks. And the kingdom of heaven is as much theirs mm -hmm. as it is the intellectual Absolutely. studied folks, yeah. right? And um, But, man, if you've got that intellect that can understand, you know, all this business, use it on the Bible, Absolutely, yeah. Dig there's plenty in, there. Figure it out. Yeah. There's history. There's archaeology. You can. Uh, there's all those things that you can pull in together. The geography of the land itself. It's very. I love the fact that the Bible is so geographic in nature. It took place in real time, in real places, with real things. And uh, getting to visit the Holy Land was uh, kind of. Uh, made that picture a lot richer hmm. and you because it does feel tedious when you're going through and you're seeing names of places but when you're over there and you see the places you deeply appreciate it you're just your mind's blown by i'm so glad these this is here because it, now it all makes sense it's kind of yeah. gives this dimension to it that you may not have otherwise so uh it just goes on and on and on you can so. see it on google earth too yeah. if you can't if you can't no, go to true. the Holy that's Land, these, yeah, that's you right. We're Google in the 21st Earth. century. That's Thank right. you for the from the computer guy. Look at that. <laughs> Pull that in there. Very, it's, very true. Some people that's have good. put some pretty cool stuff on there about, yeah. you know, the fortress where David hid when uh, Saul was chasing him. You know where they think really? that is. Really, that's in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
some pretty detailed stuff. Yeah, we're going to do the tabernacle uh, two weeks from now, but oh, uh, and and so there's uh, it, but there's a lot of neat stuff online on YouTube and all that. We'll take you on tours through the temple or the tabernacle, yeah. and and so take advantage of that, especially because all that's for most of us are sight learners anyway. Now we're trained to be that way with our culture, so you can take advantage of it, you, uh, see it as a benefit, and go look for stuff like that. So numbers is the one. Is there one in the New Testament that's a favorite? I like John a lot. You like John a lot? Gospel of John. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was is there a reason why that one stands out? Um, I studied it with a guy and we went through it pretty deep, but um, just that it shows so much what everything Jesus said and did points to the Father. And there's so much about the Gospel of John that focuses on what Jesus said and what Jesus did, and it's not like Luke or Matthew where it has these long preaching sections or Mark, which is like the action movie gospel where it's just action, do, do, do stuff, stuff, stuff. John is a lot more. um, Here's, here's some things Jesus said while he was doing things all mixed together. That's true. And a third of it is the last week of Jesus's life. Yeah. So, you know, Luke is really in order and he's like, I'm going to give you a detailed account of what happened with Jesus. And I've researched this stuff. So we're going to have backstory. John is just like, oh, my gosh, guys, I got to tell you about it. And uh, blows a third of his time on the last week. <laughs> That's right. In a very rich way. So if uh, any given one lifer were sitting here with you right now and said, hey, hey, I don't know, I'm just struggling to get in the Bible, and I, I would love to, but every time I've tried it, it just I, my mind goes to my lunch. So what, yeah. what would you recommend? It depends on who you are and what you're right. into. If you're into Tom Clancy novels and action movies and suspense, I would say take an afternoon and read the book of Acts as the best Jason Bourne movie you ever read. And when you read Acts... Ba- Jason Bourne, is that what you... Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm a big Jason Bourne that. fan. So, okay. Because you have uh, the whole good, perspective to picture my of, oh my gosh, Paul is a traitor and now they're all trying to kill him. And you never realized how many people are trying to kill Paul. Right. And all the efforts they go to until you cl- flip that action movie script and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so intense. Um, but if you're not into that. Right. OK. Um, again, just start with John and just think about, you know, John. John was writing what really happened and he wrote it, assuming everybody had all he knew that um, Matthew, Mark and Luke were already maybe even written down. The stories were at least being told right. when John wrote John. So he's not going to get into details. He's going to be more color commentary. He's going to be more, you know, he's not going to give the detail, the details of, you know, what all happened before this. He's going to be like, and there was a fake plant in a pot because that really stood out to him. But, you know, that's just John's perspective of, of how he tells the story. Right. And so read John and read it really slow and read it with a, a study Bible that has a lot of footnotes in it so that you can you can look down at the bottom and figure out what that is, you know, what's the significance of that? Who cares that they were out fishing all night and they caught fish in the middle of the day? Well, the study Bible says nobody ever catches fish during the day. Oh, my gosh, that's an even bigger miracle. Yeah. And, um, and then go slow, like I said. And then know that God wants you to understand him more than he wants you to understand anything else in the whole world. Like, that's a good line, ladies and gentlemen. 
all the time I spend on SEO and, you know, God wants me to provide for my family. God wants me to do a great job at work. God really wants me to know about him. Yeah. He really wants me to be buddies and to, to be, you know, uh, had premarital counseling. And, and the guy said, you should be the world authority on Cindy Sullivan. You should know more about Cindy Sullivan than anybody else. And I'm like, oh, that is such a great picture of marriage, right? Right. God wants you to know about him more than anybody else. And he just really wants to help you out. He wants to show you. So as you read John and you reach something that's weird, ask God. Say, God, I know it says in Hebrews, word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Use that, Lord. Show me what you're, you know. Um, you can come to the scriptures as a carpenter or as a block of wood. <laughs> yeah. And I can make it shape whatever agenda I want. Right. Or I can just say, you know, God, you've got something. Shape me. Turn me, turn me into what you want to turn me into. And I have no idea what it has to do with fishing in the middle of the day, but let's keep going. Right. And then, and then don't stop. And then just keep going through John. And, um, and then if you get to the end of John, go on somewhere else. And um, just keep on, keep on going through that, knowing that God really wants to... He doesn't want, he, he doesn't want you to understand the Bible, right? right. The, he wants you to understand him. He wants you to know him. You could have three verses. You're talking about Desert Island. If you could only have one book, whatever. Um, God's Holy Spirit is there with you, and he wants to instruct you in it. That's the thing. So Bible scholar or not, you were talking about what book of what chapter in numbers does this happen? That none of that, none of that is as big as knowing God. You know, Jesus said, You search the scriptures, but they point to me. Mm. That's that's who we need to exactly. engage with. And so that's why you're going. That's, yeah. uh, that's that's the, even the if you're only reading a verse a day, you know, exactly. it's not yeah. And, yeah. and I, I just want to point out that as people are listening to Dan, obviously you can tell it's very passionate and very, I love how conversational you are. Like it's just, there's different, there's ways people have language um, when they're talking about the Bible and the way you talk about it is something that I think is easy to understand, but also it's detailed. I mean, it's something that very, you're passionate about. You write the same way. And I appreciate that <laughs> so much. Um, I know I've shared a couple of your daily Bible readings when I've been uh, fortunate enough to be a service leader at West. And I always read them because I want people to know like that it's not just something that you read and um, have to have like, you know, six pages of like dissertation level writing, it's mm. more information and conversation about it. And so thank you for doing that, Dan. I really appreciate it. Oh. And it's, it's really fun. Um, I know for us to be able to just learn from you, you know, and I don't know if you guys know, get these, I mean, you probably get them for other reasons, but about once a month, I'll get an email from Iowa <laughs> or from Florida where somebody came across it and it was really good. And it's just like, is that right? Wow. Oh, well, I, I didn't no know that idea. was happening. Exactly. Just this moment. That's amazing. Well, and, uh, and either, I, I don't know if they're, they're Googling it or if they're somehow connected and they've moved away, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, we have a few of those out there, but yeah. But um, huh. it's really, it's really humbling and sobering that, that it does. That's right. Watch what you say. Encourage <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah. You could have a heresy ball all over the world. That's right. <laughs> Bringing it back. Let That's my guard right. down. That's right. Well, we, uh, we're kind of a little past our time, but it's been fun to just hang out and talk. This is great. Um, great conversation. And we usually close out with a question and I, I had one that I was going to read, but I think I just changed it a little bit. Um, 
Just oh, you're still going to do it? Okay. Yeah, I'm still so going to do a question. Just okay. a, right. a kind of okay. a quick one. Right. Um, but I think it, it's relevant to something that happened today. So Stan... for me, him, both, both of us. Okay. Oh, you're going to tell him on air what happened? Right. Yeah. What if he doesn't know? I'm um, sorry. We'll get know. his live reaction. Um, Stan, <laughs> Stan Lee passed away today. Did you know that? I did know that, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you didn't know, um, yeah, you guys should know. Stan Lee... Honestly, I was talking to Ellen, who's been on one of our podcasts and... Um, works in our office here and I was talking to her about it and she's like, I don't really know who that is. And I was like, I really feel like Stan Lee is somebody in, in, in Marvel in general that made me want to be a storyteller and tell stories and read stories. And so, um, it is one of those things I think's impacted a whole generation of people. But so my question then, um, I know that Stan, um, was specifically in, in some Marvel, but he was, he was very much Marvel in general. Um, do you have a favorite Marvel character right. well, or series? And, and now, okay, now this is where I do, I, I knew he died. Yeah. And I do know there's a Marvel and DC thing. Yes. But I don't know the distinctions too often. I, I, I've, my son has walked me through these okay. things and I don't remember very well. Well, do you have a favorite so, Marvel character? Okay, but I'm trying to remember who the Marvel which. characters are to choose from. Okay, so that's how far behind do, I am do you many, on this. Do you want Dan to go first? I, I would love for Dan to go first because I, I, I know the distinctions, but I don't know who's on the roster. Definitely each one. Captain America okay. for one line. Oh, there's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty that's sure true. he doesn't dress like that. That's exactly yes. true. Oh, that's just Which, rich. see, if I would have known that Captain America was a, uh, so a Marvel I'm guy, I would have grabbed it. I've given right. you the universe now. I remember so, that line. Yeah. And my son was an absolute freak show fan of Captain America growing up, so that's how I was exposed to him. So, yeah, But I don't want to rip off your thing, you so he's no, taken. Fine. There's he, enough, he's taken there's enough of Captain America. America. I remember that. Yeah, and he jumps out of the plane. It's very, yeah, very true. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Captain America. So... Who is uh, who's the big DC person? Is that Batman? Is, that's Batman. Okay, yeah. so ba- I, I was Superman I was with Batman, Batman and Superman. Superman They're yeah. over there, Wonder and so Woman. Marvel is the other side. Yeah. Okay, all right. So yeah, I would probably have to go Captain America, knowing he's over there. I, I can't help that, mm. you know. Okay. Story, he's such a good guy. And I do. I remember taking my my son to his movies and and just his backstories. The little the little guy that wants to stand up and, uh, <laughs> and you know the little fight. guy just, for sure. That's yeah. They, they they start him off yeah. all scrawny and yeah, everything. Yeah. And he gets picked on, but he's got a fight a lot of fight in his heart. Right. And, and you gotta love the story. It's a little hard to top. Look at him it now. Really right? That's right. Look what's yours? Now. What's yours, Sarah? Um, so I I was I've always been a big fan of the X Men series. Um, I love all the X Men. I, I loved the X Men animated series um, growing up. Watching Watching that um, a lot on the Saturdays, I watch a lot of X Men. But um, I don't know if I have a favorite one. But it, I mean, X Men in general. If I had to pick one, it would be Jean Grey. Love Jean Grey. I loved that there was a, um, I don't know, just a female character in general. But her powers were so much fun. Like she could be super powerful and she turned into the Phoenix, and it gets pretty intense. So yeah, <laughs> I heard they might be doing a Phoenix movie. So I'm pretty excited about oh, that. Really? Okay. Yeah. The last couple X Men movies have been because okay. people love backstories. That's true. Right. They do. Like the shadows. Like yeah. Jesus Ooh. before the manger. That's right. Way to bring, bring it, it back. back. Way to go, Dan. That's true. Dan, like a true pro. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks for it's letting fun. me. It's good. You guys, uh, again, you can reply to us. Let us, if you have any questions, any questions for Dan, we'd love to pass them along. You can obviously comment on those on any of the daily Bible readings that you can find at onelifechurch.org. They're right on the homepage, um, just down towards the bottom of the page on the homepage, or you can find them on the One Life app under daily. Um, you can read those there. And also we'd love to hear from you. Uh, just email us here at the podcast at podcast at onelifechurch.org. 
And next week, Brett, what are we learning about this coming Sunday? This coming Sunday, very, very special Sunday because a woman by the name of Karen Kislin, who's gone to our church since the very beginning, uh, who is very, very gifted and, and has a great story, number one, for how she started engaging with the Bible when there was a time in her life when she didn't want to and didn't like it and now is super passionate about it. But she is going to walk us through how Christ is seen in the Passover Supper. Whoa. And so you do not want to miss that. We've seen her do it a number of times and people need to see it. It's really, really, really cool. Awesome. Can't wait to hear from Karen. And we're going to hopefully, if she can work it out, be on the podcast with us next week as well. So that's right. Yep. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the One Life Church Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Inman. The One Life Church Podcast is produced by me and Thomas Bernardin. Music by Ben Brock and Micah Robertson. To find out more about One Life Church, you can visit onelifechurch.org. Or to contact us directly at the podcast, just email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org.